Hi, and welcome to Enriched Perspective with Mike and Talisha Wallace, where we seek to shift paradigms through the exploration of biblical principles. I'm Mike. And I'm Talisha. Welcome Welcome to to the the podcast. podcast. Okay, so we're going to be continuing our conversation that we had in our previous episode concerning wealth. Um, We were talking about the biblical mindset and attitude to have when we have wealth and riches. We also covered a few past scriptures that we commonly hear throughout our um, congregations about being wealth and rich. Um, if you want to know what those are, listen to the last episode. Today, we're just going to pick up where we left off. And we left off talking about how to obtain wealth and riches in a biblical, ethical manner. And there was a few things that we'll, the things we're going to cover that we didn't cover in the last episode. I'm going to start off with the question. Um, should we expect to be rich and overflowing with abundance, Mike? And if so... If we find ourselves in this situation, how do we handle it? Uh, that's kind of loaded. Yes. As far as the question is concerned, are you talking about should I expect it? Yeah, uh, I would say no. Actually, hmm. I, I would. I know it probably sounds weird, but it's not something that you deserve. If God give it to you, that's mm-hmm. great. But if He doesn't, that's fine too. Like we talked about before, being content. Yeah, and that's that's where it gets kind of uh, trying to be careful how I say this because, again, most of us think that, of course, when you're trying to accumulate something or you're trying to do something, trying to be something, that, as we mentioned, as a part of that, one of the tenets or one of the principles you have to follow is you got to put the work in. Mm-hmm. And you have to be diligent. And you say, well, if I'm diligent, I'm putting the work in, why would I not be rich? Exactly. I didn't say you wouldn't be. Mm-hmm. I just said don't expect to be. Oh, that's a different statement. When you have this expectation you know, that you're going to be rich, or expectation that you should be rich, sometimes it takes us into a, a weird place in space, mm-hmm. and it really does cause us to shift our focus. Oh yeah, because all those things we were talking about—the mindset, those are tenets and principles that will help you understand that being rich isn't everything. It's not the be-all, end-all. It's not what we should be striving for. It's not the thing that should be the main focus of our you know, lives, neither our existence. Mm-hmm. Everything that we do shouldn't be centered around getting rich. Yeah. And therefore, I would say in order for us to keep that right mindset, it should not be an expectation. Uh, not the objective. Correct. But usually when something is an expectation, it's because it is the objective. Mm. Um, I want to be this, so therefore I expect this, 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 this to occur, mm-hmm. as opposed to really looking at it you know, from a biblical standpoint. I, I want to increase my walk with God. I want to have the right relationship with him. I want to use the gifts and the talents that he's given me to the fullest mm-hmm. extent. Um, I want to be in a place where I'm getting or he's getting, not me, but he's getting the most out of my life. Yeah. I'm directly into the center of his will. And if in doing those things, I attain to abundance, or I attain to wealth and riches, fine. Mm-hmm. You know, thank God. But yeah. if in the process of doing these things, I don't attain to that, fine. I don't care. And this is where we run into the problem most of our focus, most of our attention, most of our intentionality is centered around becoming wealthy 
as opposed to our focus, our attention, our intentionality being centered around finding ourselves in the center of God's will and really being pleasing to him right. as far as how we live our lives and how we conduct ourselves in our lives. Right. So that's why I say it's kind of loaded because mm. most of like, whatever, man. Yeah. So if you are. Yes. What do you do when you're in that position? Do you think that money makes people better? No. <laughs> I hate to say, like, I said that very emphatically, but I would have to say no. Hmm. And the reason why I say no is, uh, you've heard me say this a multitude of times, I think, and I've seen, and I believe that money just allows a person to be more of who they really are. Mm. If you haven't been a giving, a humble uh, person, you haven't been meek before, you think money going to make you be those things? Probably not. I'm just going to go ahead and say no. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just go. I'll just be wondering, like, maybe it could change you. Like, once you be grateful for, I got all this money, what can I do? You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I haven't seen that yet. Mm, yeah. But when you talk about like obtaining wealth, mm-hmm. first of all, there's plenty of scriptures in Proverbs that talk about the poor and, and how they behave and their mannerisms. Mm-hmm. Usually when you don't have anything, you are involuntarily humble. Okay. You're involuntarily submissive. <laughs> You're in a lot of positions and you exhibit a lot of characteristics that we would call godly involuntarily is because of the situation that you're in and the stanchion mm-hmm. that you're in you have to kind of cow toe to the man <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah i mean because i have seen some poor proud people yeah but when they go around other people especially somebody paying writing a check they oh. proud in front of them all of a sudden they get real humble oh, they get yeah. real kind real meek real mm-hmm. submissive then they talk crazy when they leave yeah <laughs> yeah like, yeah okay i can see that right if you wasn't given before if you, if you were poor and you were closed-handed mm-hmm. you, and again giving is more than just giving of finances right. giving could be giving of your time mm-hmm. whatever Talents. you have mm-hmm. substance wise time energy effort intellect knowledge wisdom giving comes in a lot of different packages but when we talk about giving we typically focus on money right but if you haven't been giving beforehand and now you get money and you're not used to having money, you think you're going to be giving it away? No, probably keep it all to yourself. Because you're going to be afraid. Like, I don't want to lose what I just attained. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to do everything that I ever wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have every experience I ever want to have. I'm going to stunt. I'm going to floss. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going I'm to do it big, as we say. And oh my God. only yeah. reason why I might have you around is just to stunt. Yeah. <laughs> Just to show you. Yeah. But it really ain't, you know, with the intention to really be helpful to you. It's mm-hmm. not, is there's no uh, intentionality behind what I'm doing. I'm just bringing you along for the ride because I need somebody yeah. to be my entourage. I need somebody to sing my praises. I need somebody to yeah. glorify me or worship me. Yeah. So it, the wow. intentions are not correct. Oh. And again, when you're poor, you have the opportunity Mm-hmm. to develop the right mindset, the right attitude, the right behaviors and mannerisms. But we all don't take advantage of that. A lot yeah. of times we spend so much time lamenting our position and our stanchion, and we focus so heavy on the doing the work and trying to come up out the, the hole till we forget the true riches, the real benefit of us being in the predicament in the situation that we're in. 
when we come up out the hole, yeah. Now I don't have to, you know, cow to the man. I'm the man now. Oh yeah. I can say whatever I want to say. Yeah. However I want to say it, you know, yes. I can do whatever I want to do whenever I want to do it. Now I have access to things that I didn't have before. And that being said, do you think that's going to cause you to have humility? Do mm. you think that's going to cause you to operate with grace? Do you think that's going to cause you to be kind, mm. generous? I don't think so. Yeah, I see what you're saying. If you didn't have it already. Yeah, like I said, if you don't get those things that you need to actually obtain it. Absolutely. You're not going to be able to keep it. And not in the right way. No. And that's why biblically it talks about kind of the slow burn because in that slow burn is where you're able to develop the right character, right. the right mindset, the right attitude so that whenever you do achieve, if you achieve it, you know, this level of prominence, this level of abundance, whatever the case may be, you know how to handle it properly. Yeah. You, you'll be in the right, first of all, headspace. Yeah. Like I say, you're not just doing all the right things. You're not using godliness to obtain but you're using godliness because you want to be godly. It's right. really your desire, it's your intention exactly. to be more Christ-like. Yeah. And in doing that, now that I've attained, you know, to this position of prominence, wealth, you know, I have influence on all these different things, I'm going to use it to the glory of God, not yeah. to my own, for my own glory, not for my own uplifting, not for my own benefit, but I'm going to look to the welfare of others. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, if you don't get that early, it's hard to get that once you get up there, unless you're abased yeah people usually they go up and when they come down they figure it out and then but maybe they get back up maybe they don't yeah you know but as as opposed to as you go through your troubles trials tribulations your growth and development stages when you get there you're ready you prepare for this moment this time of your life so that you can be an asset, mm-hmm. so that you can have maximum um, impact right. in a good way. Yeah, so that's kind of talking about how do we conduct ourselves once becoming rich. Yeah, what so the, f- the main scripture that we have is uh, 1 Timothy six seventeen through 19. Mm-hmm. It says, charge them that are rich in this world that they be not high-minded, not trusting uncertain riches, but in the living God who giveth us richly, again, all things to enjoy, mm-hmm. that they do good, that they be rich in good works, ready to distribute, willing to communicate, laying up in store for themselves a good foundation against the time to come, that they may lay hold on eternal life. Wow. And the NLT kind of says it this way. Teach those who are rich in this world not to be proud and not to trust in their money, which is so unreliable. Mm-hmm. Their trust should be in God, who richly gives us all we need for our enjoyment. Tell them to use their money to do good. They should be rich in good works and generous to those in need, always being ready to share with others. I love it. And I thank God for this scripture because mm-hmm. I was at a time where, you know, you're thinking about sometimes God tell you some things mm-hmm. and you like, man, but everybody, there is such a negative connotation yes. around being rich. Mm-hmm. There's, I mean, most of us assume that a person that's rich is greedy. Like mm-hmm. we were talking about before, they're covetous, stingy. they're stingy, um, mean and just mm-hmm. evil hearted. That's, mm-hmm. that's the assumption. Right. That it was gotten, Ill, it was ill gotten king. You did it. You did something dirty. Mm-hmm. 
or you stepped on somebody's neck to get where you are. You didn't just get it by working hard and doing the right things. You didn't do. You couldn't have. There's no way you could have done and got there. Yeah. Not possible. That's how right. we think. Yeah. You know. So when you start talking about riches, it's like it scares you because mm-hmm. it's like, well, if it's gonna change me, if it's gonna make me be something that I'm not supposed to be, if it's gonna cause me to lose out with God, then. I don't want to be rich. You'd be like mm-hmm. Lemuel, like we talked about before. He said, I, never, I don't want to be rich or poor. Mm-hmm. Just give me enough. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't curse you. Not so much where I forget you. Just right. just enough, you mm-hmm. know. And Lord, keep me humble. Lord, <laughs> Lord, protect my heart and my mind. You know how uh, we do. Yeah. Instead of learning, like, if I'm going to be rich, you know, if God has called me to this position. Right. First of all, there is a need in the body of Christ for people that have means. There's always been a need. That's why God people that's why he gave them abundance because there's always has been and always will be a need for somebody somebody's yeah to have wealth yeah the thing is is how do you wield that wealth exactly and here it very clearly tells you like we cannot be high-minded mm-hmm. neither should we be trusting in this um, and the, all that was said at the beginning we talked yeah. about the mindset mm-hmm. this is just reaffirming what already was written right and it said that we trust in god but then we take the money that we have and again, we use it to do good. Right. You can enjoy yourself, mm-hmm. but just make sure you're using that money not just to enjoy yourself, not just for your own pleasures, but really to do good. Mm-hmm. And then be rich in good works. Yeah. Not just, and because you have it, as you have a, a, the ability to operate at a scale that just most people aren't able to. Mm-hmm. And you should take that and use that to your advantage. Yeah. Use that scale to be able to help more people. Exactly. I like what Jeremiah 9 23 through 24 says, it says, thus saith the Lord, let not the wise man glory in his wisdom, neither let the mighty man glory in his might. Let not the rich man glory in his riches, but let him that glorieth glory in this, that he understandeth and knoweth that I am the Lord, which exercises loving kindness, judgment and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, saith the Lord. So it goes back to before understanding knowledge you know glory in those things yeah but understanding and knowledge of him well oh yeah you missed the me part sorry (laughs) (laughs) so knowing him and knowing who he is and having that view Mm -hmm. helps knowing that he's the one that's exercising judgment loving kindness and righteousness in the earth knowing he's the one in charge not us right he's the one that control not us they say can't glory in our riches and that's one of the things that's a pitfall we'll get to that um of the wealthy and even i think his ecclesiastes talks about the race is not given to Mm -hmm. the smith neither the battle to the strong neither yet bread to the wise yeah you know and something else is said but time and chance yeah happen to them all so even if you have these attributes Mm -hmm. it's not guaranteed nope so therefore you have nothing really to glory in if you attained or you achieved wealth, if you achieved food, bread, you won the battle, mm-hmm. you won the race, it's because God allowed it. Yeah, time and chance. And that's why Ecclesiastes was talking about, like, say, you having riches and wealth, but it also went a little bit further and said, but you have the health to enjoy it. Because mm-hmm. there's other scriptures in that same chapter, Ecclesiastes 5, that talks about those that had wealth and riches, but they couldn't enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Either they died prematurely. You know, they left it, you know, to their children who just wasted it. Right. Or they just weren't in good health and they couldn't really enjoy what they had because they were sick. Yeah. And we know that that's a possibility. So so therefore, 
it makes no sense to glory in that stuff. Mm-hmm. But glory that whether you up, whether you down, whether in between, that you know God. Yes. That's that's, most that's the most important thing. Sure is. Which also leads us to um, when Jesus said not to not to serve mammon. Mm-hmm. He says, do not serve mammon. In Matthew six twenty four, it says, no man can serve two masters. Either he will, for he either will hate one and love the other, or else he will hold to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. So he's saying right here, you got to pick. It's either God or you're going to serve money or you're going to serve. Yep. You know, so what is mammon? Riches or material wealth or possessions as having a debasing influence. Talk about that, an evil money. See there. A uh, uh, personification of riches as an evil spirit or deity, possessions, money, and gold. So it's when somebody is worshiping or mm. you're really worshiping money. Yeah. And they're putting money, M-O-E, money over everything. Ooh. You know, that That is their purpose. That is their reason for living and being is to make money. And we already said, he said, don't labor to be rich. Mm-hmm. All your energy and effort is going into, I just want to be rich. I want to be rich. Yep. More money, money, more, you know, money, money, money. Yep. He said, you can't, it's either you're going to serve God, which we get, like you say, get to know me, my way is what I want. You serve him, follow his leading. Yep. Or you're going to do whatever it takes to get more money. And as we know, a lot of people that do that usually don't do it quite honestly. Or they stress out so much or it's like you, it costs a lot more than what they earn or get. That's the thing. It costs a lot more. I say, well, yeah. I earned it honestly. Yeah, but what did you sacrifice yeah. along the way? Yeah. Say, yeah, you worked hard, but you've been married like three times. Mm-hmm. You got two or three sets of kids that don't like you. You got all these failed relationships. You had four deals or you took advantage of somebody in a deal. Mm-hmm. You got all of this damage and mm-hmm. this destruction in your wake. Yeah. But you you made it. Yeah. And is it was it really worth it? Right. And it's just when you look at it from a biblical perspective, there's just a lot of things that you lose when you chase money. Mm-hmm. And it tells me really quickly that it's just not worth it. No. If it that's why if it increased, fine. But I'm not gonna kill myself. No. I'm not gonna kill my relationships. I'm not gonna sacrifice my family at the altar of mammon, which is what you're doing. Exactly. And it says like a mammonism is I say a mammonism. (laughs) (laughs) Mammonism is a greedy pursuit of riches. Wow. And a lot of times that's what you find, especially in this day and age. It's like everybody wanna be rich. Everybody wanna have abundance. Everybody Mm -hmm. wanna be wealthy. Yeah. And they'll do whatever it takes. That's the part that's crazy. And if if it takes me exploiting myself, TikTok, YouTube Insta, keep going on reality and on and on. TV reality shows. TV, whatever, whatever I need to do to make myself or to become wealthy, I'll do it. Drug, they drug, drug dealers, but they have the audacity to scoff at them. They uh. look, they turn their nose up at the drug dealer. They turn their nose up at the prostitute, a different one. But you're not doing anything that's really different. Yours is just quote unquote legal. Mm. But you're doing the same thing. You're prostituting yourself. Yeah. You don't te- You do whatever. Whatever they say. And then you try to use Bibli- the Bible as your source and your reference for you being wealthy. And you ain't keeping none of his command. You go Thank to church you. on Sunday talking about wealth and riches is in mm-hmm. my house. Seek ye first the kingdom it's of God. Like you ain't doing none of the above. Mm-hmm. Like you are exploiting mm-hmm. yourself. Uh, you are compromising your values just so you can have money. Just so you can have riches. And this is why when you talk about a person that is rich, that is wealthy, 
you have to be careful not to veer to the left in that regard. Yeah. Because it's one thing to get it, but when you're trying to maintain it or when you're at that place in that stature, people get afraid. And in their fear, they can mistakenly do things. Right. Or they can make errors in judgment. Mm-hmm. They can compromise themselves in, in ways that will cause them to miss out with God. Mm-hmm. And we'll get to that. So no you have to be careful. Like I said, that's that's part of your conduct. Mm-hmm. Do not serve money. Right. And you have to be very watchful. Yes. Because, again, the Bible says things that are in the world, lust of the eye, lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. And all these things can be served and serviced with money. Yeah. And if you're not careful, you get caught up in the pleasures and different things. And we'll get to that. I keep trying to stop Let's it, Let's talk about, like, <laughs> some other things what you should not yes. do when you're conducting yourself as a rich person. Yes. You're not supposed yes, yes, to yes, oppress yes. the poor. Yes. So Proverbs 22, 16, got you there. Uh, do not be greedy, which you talked about that. Uh-huh. Proverbs 15, 27. And do not be in a hurry to increase riches. Oh, that's a, that's a rough one. Proverbs 28, 20, and 22. But that's important. That helps you keep you keep you level. Uh-huh. Like, hey, calm down. You'll get there. So this is why, uh, as far as not oppressing the poor, he said, if you do, then you should surely come to want. If mm-hmm. you're greedy, it said you trouble your own house. And if you one is in a hurry, he said uh, you will not be innocent. Yes, that's that's this one is like woo. So there's Ooh. reasons why you can't or you should not operate in this way. This should not be your mode of operation. Right. And unfortunately, that's what we usually think when we think of people that are wealthy. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody yeah. was in a hurry to get rich. So they stepped on everybody they could to get there. Uh-huh. Lied greedy. on a few tax return forms or Please. lied about this. I stop watching instead of American Greed. Oh, my god. That's just really shaped my whole view. <laughs> but that, it's good. Sometimes it's good to watch it so you can see, like, do not do that. Right. And like I was telling you before, I said the victim and the perpetrator both had a greedy heart. True. Because if you d- didn't want to get those returns faster and all that, true, you would have just kept your slow burn. That is true. But you mad, but hey, why did you do it in the first place? And that's where we definitely have to be careful because it seems so simple. It just seems so right. And you get used to doing things mm-hmm. like you said the 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 victim and the perpetrator the victim was like oh, i'm just trying to make a couple of quick gains you know i ain't greedy i just you know i just want to make sure my future is secure yeah. you know how we, we talk mm-hmm. but did you seek god or did you consult god when you, before you made that hasty decision to take out all your life savings and put it into the hands of this individual probably not I, no. Because you were thinking about the gains. Mm-hmm. Quick. The market is talking about 7%, and they're saying you get 14%. You know, and that sounds like not too bad, but that's double what I had before. Mm-hmm. And well, they gave me a statement that said that I made a couple of dollars. So, ooh, I should put more in there. Yep. Instead of being wise, instead of being diligent, instead of keeping your money dispersed, you know, so that you don't put everything and you can mitigate your risk, you and you put it all in one basket, and it got you. Yeah. And it's painful because you put all your confidence and your trust in that money. See? And first thing they say is, like, that was my retirement fund. And you, you could just tell the bitterness and the anger that they have. I can't blame them to some respect. I mean, you yeah. worked hard all your life and somebody come in. And the bad thing is, that person, they take all of that money and what do they do with it? Go on trips, buy clothes, 
food everything you didn't do exactly <laughs> i'm like they gonna show you how to spend it. you don't want to spend it i'll i'll show you how to do Buy it jewelry cars yes. it's just like are you mm-hmm. you took all my hard earned money no respect just none <laughs> You what it took me thirty years to build up. Yes, you blew it in a week. In a week, and sometimes literally a week. Yeah, and that's just just tell you like, look, don't put your confidence in that stuff. Right. He said it's not say don't be responsible. It's not saying don't be diligent. Just be careful about putting your confidence in it because it does have wings. Mm-hmm. It ain't like it's, it's worse than Red Bull, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Red Bull give you wings. Money got wings. It's gone, like. <laughs> See ya. Take off on you so quick, yeah. And you look up, and now you in a dark place. How are you trying to figure all out over. How, do I, how do I start all over again? At sixty plus years old, absolutely. And I pray that that doesn't happen to me. And yeah. I pray that I can continue to apply these principles. You know, and I pray that you know, for me, I'm talking about myself. Yeah. That I don't, you know, veer over into trusting in uncertain riches. Yeah. Because it's so easy. It's a temptation. It is. It's just, oh, absolutely. Yeah. And that's where we're going to talk about some of these pitfalls and obstacles that you face. Take it away, Talisha. Okay. Let's see here. Um, there's, a, there's a parable in Luke chapter 12, um, 16 through 21. It, it's, it describes him as the rich fool. And just kind of a, a little review. He had He fared sumptuously every day. He wore nice clothes. He had a good life on earth just making it he had a great harvest and he was like oh look i got all this stuff Hmm, what should i do with this stuff i know what i'll do i'll make bigger barns and put it in put it in there you know for me for me myself and i to enjoy but then later on in in the story um he died and i think if i'm remembering quick correctly um i think the lord told him thou fool yep this night your soul is required of you you know, instead of him gaining that eternal wealth and using the wealth on earth to help other people, he was stingy and selfish. So this is just illustration of him being greedy and covetous. Um, it didn't ma- it didn't help any in the end because he lost it all. He lost his soul. But anyway, that's a pitfall to be careful not to be um, greedy and covetous and selfish. As the money can give you money gives you authority power and influence true or not true Uh, it says it must be handled with caution which i believe we have a tendency which you said before a tendency to shift our trust away from god and focus on our wealth so that's very tricky we got to be careful and aware of ourselves like our mindsets and check yourself like hold on wait a minute i'm veering off here i'm getting more excited about my my bank account balance as opposed to not understanding it, I could lose it within a matter of seconds that, you know, things that you're trusting in. So you got to be careful about that stuff. And to the point where if God tells you to give it away or do this, not to worry, if you feel like you don't want to do that, we know that you are kind of leaning more towards the money than God. Because sometimes he'll test you to see where your heart really is. True. Um, yeah. Very true. And we talk about like that authority, power, and influence. Mm-hmm. People... That's where they struggle. They get drunk with that. Yeah. And, of course, money is what provides that. Um, mm-hmm. Ecclesiastes 10.19 is a, a scripture that um, you probably heard, but you didn't hear. Yeah. Um, you heard the last part. The first part is a feast is made for laughter, and wine maketh merry, 
but money answereth all things. Mm-hmm. And because money does provide or can provide any material need that you may have, yeah. it's so easy to shift our trust towards our wealth because it does give you authority. When somebody has money or you know somebody that has money, people usually treat them a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. They look at them, you know, they walk a little bit, tread a little bit lightly. Let your CEO, let your president, you know, come into your purview. Even sometimes your VP or your director depends on how low you are, your supervisor. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden you get a different yeah. attitude and aura because you know that they have a certain amount of authority. Right. They can either help you or they can hurt you. True. Uh, they have power, of course, and they have influence. Mm-hmm. And these all are because they have that money, they have that stature, they have that position. And because yep. of that, you can easily switch over into trusting in these things. Yeah. And the Bible says really quickly, uh, in Mark ten twenty three twenty four, 24, I think it was talking about the young rich ruler or the young mm-hmm. ruler. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he was um, asked the Lord what he must do to inherit eternal life, he told him, you know the story. Mm-hmm. And then he eventually he went away sad because he told him to sell everything you have and then follow me, give it to the poor, follow me. He didn't want to do that right. because he had great riches. And I remember we talked about this before. It's like this is how he defined himself. Mm-hmm. This is what made him who he was. Yep. He had authority. He had power. He had influence because he was rich, because he was young, and he also was a ruler. Mm-hmm. You told him to give up all of that stuff. Give it up. And come follow me. He's like, I don't know about that. Mm. And he, he was doing all the right stuff. He said, yeah. I keep your commandments. And he said, I've done everything that you, all the law and the commandments. I've been keeping it from my youth up. And he's like, I'm good there. I'm yeah. perfect as it relates to the law, the moral law. But when it came down to, like, where is your heart really? Yeah. Where is your real treasure? Yeah. It's like, well, it's in your money. Right. And it was like, well, Jesus said again, he said to them, children, how hard is it for them that trust in riches to enter into the kingdom of God? He said before that, how hardly shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom. And that's where we get stuck. Mm-hmm. You got money, you can't, get, yep. you, you can't be saved. Yep. He had to clarify, it's not that you have money, it's that you trust in the money. There it is. And that's the part that we have to be ever so careful not to switch over into trusting in what is so uncertain, what exactly. is so flighty, what is so inconsistent, instead of trusting in the living God. Um, another scripture is Proverbs 18.10. And mm-hmm. eleven, okay. Um, for those that are righteous, he said, "The name of the Lord is your strong tower." That's it. We run into it. Those that are righteous, mm-hmm. and we're safe. But then it said in eleventh verse, he said, "But the rich man, he trusted in his riches. Mm-hmm. He trusted in his riches, shall or he that trusted in his riches shall fall, and but the righteous shall flourish as a branch." Yeah. And a lot of times, the rich, they trust in their wealth. Right. And it says, "You're gonna fall." See. And so, therefore, we have to, again, be careful. Mm-hmm. And Proverbs 11, 4, and verse 28 as well, it talks about riches profit not in the day of wrath. Right. Like, it, But righteousness is what profits you or what shall deliver you from death. Right. I think it was Psalms that talked about that. Somebody that was rich, and he said, well, you, but you can't save your brother. No. No matter how rich you are, no matter how much money you have, you cannot save or spare a person from death. No. And like your example with the rich man. Yeah. Say eventually he died. Yeah. And because he wasn't rich towards God, mm-hmm. they say he lost yeah. his soul. He lost his soul. And that's why he said, What shall a man give oh, yeah. in exchange for a soul? But before that he said, What doth it profit a man to yes. gain the whole world? Oh yeah. And we spend so much oh time, gosh, energy, yes. and effort 
trying to gain the whole world until we mess around and we lose our souls. Mm. And 28 of Proverbs 11 says, he that trusteth in his riches shall fall. Wow. It shall fall. Yep. Wow. Oh, I'm sorry. And I missed the other. Proverbs 18:11 said, the rich man's wealth is his strong city. Mm-hmm. And as in high wall, it is own conceits. And we can't be that way. Mm-mm. Those are some of the pitfalls that we can potentially face. Right. As a person that has means, somebody that's wealthy, and somebody that's a believer, be careful. Right. Next this, one. Um, Before we go there, one. It's this money gives you access to people, places, mm-hmm. experiences, pleasures, vices, and it can cause a problem. Mm-hmm. And it also gives a false sense of security love friendship and respect and it can give off false signals these are something we need to be aware of and be watchful of when we have riches when we are rich because mm-hmm. um, when you gain money you get a lot of friends all of a sudden mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah a whole lot of people people give mm-hmm. you gifts and people give you compliments all of a sudden everybody wants to be around you everybody wants you in their presence everybody mm-hmm. wants you to participate yeah it, it, again, it, it gives you this false sense of belonging and yeah. false insecurity. You know, feel like you have loved and have friendship until you lose it. Yeah, like those people that know if they didn't, if they didn't have money, they wouldn't have certain wives and husbands. Oh, yeah. <laughs> come on now. <laughs> we see many real. movies and shows about that, and sometimes yeah. in real life, like now, you know, if you was broke, she would not give you the time of day. No. Yeah. Or you could wear like the ugliest clothes, and because you have money, they be like, "Oh my God, that's the." That's, right. you know, like just you can get away with stuff because you're rich. Yep. And they, these people are like honor these people and um, idolize them yep. because they're rich, not only famous, but they're rich. I want to be like them. Yep. So everybody's striving for that type of image or that type of lifestyle Yep. because they feel like it's going to fulfill that missing piece in their lives. I just got to get all this money and everybody will like me. <laughs> they won't. <sighs> They'll put up with you. But when you lose it like the prodigal son. Oh, that is so true. You see where where was he in the in the the pig pen, and everybody else was gone. I probably just smack a friend or two. They did that to me. But when he had all that money, oh boy, man, man the man. I spent all my money taking care of y'all, buying y'all drinks. Well, you know. <laughs> and then I, when I'm in need, can't nobody, ain't nobody, nobody? got a couch. Anybody? Nobody. Wow, it's like that. Even Job's wife. Yeah. When he lost everything, she's like, you still holding your integrity? You need to curse God and die. Yeah. That's that's tough. You know? But when and even his friends. His friends, <laughs> yeah, his friends weren't so nice. Well, they, well, they, they, were, trying. they were trying. They were trying. They really tried, but they it just, just wasn't was working off. out too Like, well. no, just could you leave now? <laughs> right. Just just get away from it. <laughs> but, you know, but Job had the right, I'm trying to say, he actually had the right attitude towards yeah. uh, gain and loss. But, like, some of these other people, not so much. Yeah. First Timothy 6 and 9 says, But they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare, and into many foolish and hurtful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. Mm-hmm. And when it comes, again, it goes back to because you have money, you have access. Right. And if you don't have the right attitude, if you don't have the right heart, that access will get you in trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll switch from pleasure to vice real quick. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll be find yourself doing things that are contrary to the laws and commandments of God. Right. Um, as an example, I mean, look at Solomon. I mean, oh yeah. He started out 
you know, asking God for wisdom and knowledge and understanding. So he knew how to go in and out before God's people. Prior to that, he had married an Egyptian woman, which was already, you know, wrong. He wasn't supposed to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was Deuteronomy talked about that, 7, 1 through 4, how the Israelites weren't supposed to marry certain people mm-hmm. because, you know, they were their enemies. And more importantly, uh, God said that they would cause, the women would cause the men's hearts to turn away from God and turn toward idolatry. Mm-hmm. So he got, you know, asked God for wisdom. And we always talk about that. And we'd be lying, Lord, I want wisdom and knowledge and understanding. No, they want that second part. You want riches. You just you just got hindsight. So you just, I just want to know. Yeah. You're like, okay, I'll let you know you're going to be broke. Because bread ain't to the wise always. Well. I don't want to know if I'm going to be broke. <laughs> Anyways. Um, <laughs> so, you know, he came up. He did extremely well. You know, he, we know it. that He was one of the richest, wisest kings that ever lived. Mm-hmm. You know. I mean, he had opulence to prove it. Yeah. Um, you would have thought that would have been enough for him. Uh, but the women, he just kept accumulating them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was talking about, he said, did he do it for uh, strategic uh, political purposes? Yeah. But. <laughs> he liked the ladies. He liked love, not war. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah, he got. He had had enough to go to war. I mean, he had a pretty good. You know, he had a lot of money. He had a lot of influence. He could have built an army if he wanted to. He had all of Israel under his command, Mm -hmm. so he could have. He could have went to war. He's like, nah, I read the love. What's your name, girl? What's your name? What are you, a Hittite, (laughs) a Moabite, Amorite, Edomite, Zidonian? (laughs) Girl, come over here. He's like, all right. And he was doing good for a while. Say he, he was doing good. Mm-hmm. God didn't correct him on that. But after a while, he got old. And before you know it, Scripture came alive. They turned his heart. Mm. And here's the wisest man on earth. The one that we still read all of yeah. his different Psalms he wrote, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes. Mm-hmm. And we glean from them. The one that people came was like, I, I know you wise. Mm-hmm. And he messed up. Wow. Mm. Even wow. He was wow. Rich wow, and wealthy, wow. but he kept playing with them vices and eventually his heart was turned. Mm. And because of that, like I say it was the destruction of the, the unified kingdom of Israel, of course, but it was after his time, but it didn't have to be that way. Right. But because he got comfortable, he got lax and he allowed his position to cause him to take liberties that he should not have taken even though he was the king he still was not the king right and sometimes when you have wealth and you have abundance like you forget your place mm-hmm. and that's where we get into trouble like right. you start forgetting that you're not god right you know you have power you have authority you have influence but that's because he gave it to you right you know you have access to people places and experiences again that's because he gave it to you yeah uh, you think that it was by your own hand and by your own might, your own strength, that you've accumulated these things, or that you are where you are, and you'd be like Nebuchadnezzar mm-hmm. out there talking about how awesome he was, and look at the kingdom that he built. And before you know it, dude, out there eating grass like an ox, right? Hair growing like was it feathers, mm-hmm. and his uh, fingers and the fingernails like claws. Mm-hmm. He got back to his senses. He realized that like, okay, uh, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes, you know, <laughs> you you go down and, and oh, you lose yeah. all of it. I got away. He got away. And, and it's really for your benefit yeah. because he could let you stay there. Yeah. He could let you stay in that mindset, stay mm-hmm. in that attitude. Yeah. And you would lose your soul. Yeah. But if he 
think enough of you to abase you, to mm-hmm. correct you, to humble you, so that you would get get it right, so that you would have e- an eternal hope. As hard as it seems, as tough as it might be, as humbling as it is, it's the best thing that could ever happen to you and for right. you. Sure. So therefore, if you have it, just make sure you again you you're aware. Mm-hmm. You got access, but don't use that access for the mm-hmm. wrong things, and definitely don't don't let that access cause you to lose out. Exactly. Don't let it ruin your relationship with God either. Yeah, because we can get caught up in chasing after riches, mm-hmm. and we just completely forget about relationship. Um, I think that's the story we're talking about the seeds. Um, that mm-hmm. were sown into mm-hmm. the field, as we know, it's the word of God. Mm-hmm. And one in particular talked about, I said, uh, morning thorns and thistles. Right. It says, um, Matthews 13 and 22. Mm-hmm. It said, he also that receives seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word and the care of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becometh unfruitful. Yep. Or like I say, you never mature. Mm-hmm. Because you get so caught up in, you know, seeking after this because rich it's deceitful. Yeah. <laughs> you think you got it. And one change in the market and you back down. Mm-hmm. Like say you can use a million dollars in five seconds. Yeah. You know, if yeah. that's what you put set your heart to, okay, now I need to go back and replace that million. Yeah. And you forget God mm-hmm. and you spend more time, energy and effort again managing and maintaining and growing your wealth than you do managing and maintaining your relationship with God. Uh, first Timothy, first Timothy got a whole bunch of stuff. The sixth oh, chapter, yeah. it says, for the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith mm-hmm. and pierced themselves through with many sorrows because they loved it mm-hmm. and because they began to replace God with money. Mammon. It became, mammon became their driver. Mammon became their king, mm-hmm. their lord, yeah. their savior. Their driver, their source. Yep. Wow. So they begin to worship at the at the feet of mammon. Mm. That's and not good. They, they, they want what it can give them. Again, money can give me all these things. Mm-hmm. It can create all these opportunities and give me all these experiences. I can live it up yeah. in this life. Mm-hmm. But the Bible says if we only have hope in this life, then we of all men are most miserable because yeah. this is going to pass away. Yep. This ain't forever this is temporal mm-hmm. and if you've set your sights and your your view on these temporal things as the source of all your happiness all of your fulfillment you're already at a loss yeah and that's what a lot of people have done with with wealth and riches so it's not bad no but it's only bad when you change your your view and your perception of it mm-hmm. so true and then like we were talking about earlier um remember it's god that gives it mm-hmm and we cannot forget God once we are blessed and wealthy. Um, Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 11 through 18, it was warning Israel, just a snippet, said, don't forget me when you've tasted of the promised land. Said, don't forget, I'm the one yep. that blessed you. I'm the one that gave you this. I'm the one. Because people, you know, you get it and all of a sudden you forget, like, who was God? Like, I think um, in Proverbs, like, that's why he, he didn't want to go over or under because he didn't want to go over because he didn't want to forget God, like, who is the Lord? Yep. So one scripture, or one prayer that I read, um, yeah, it's just today, I think, um, in First Chronicles 29, mm-hmm. uh, verse 10 through 13. This is when David is transitioning out of 
you know, position of king and, and Solomon is kind of coming in. Okay. Um, it said, Wherefore David blessed the Lord before all the congregation. And David said, Blessed be thou, Lord God of Israel, our Father, forever and ever. Thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty. For all that is in thy heaven, in the heaven and in the earth is thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord, and thou art exalted as head above all. Both riches and honor come of thee, and thou reignest over all. And in thine hand is power and might, and in thy hand it is to make great and to give strength unto all. Now therefore, O God, we thank thee and praise thy glorious name. The reason why I read that is because when you, you read this, David being who he was in the position that he held, um, he realized that God is the source yeah. of everything that he has everything that he's going to have mm -hmm. and he acknowledged God first he put God where he's supposed to be yeah in the front yeah and he said if I have anything it's because of you if I am anything it's mm -hmm. because of you I love it. and I'm going to acknowledge you I'm going to thank you I'm going to magnify you for yeah. what you've done for me mm -hmm. I didn't do it for myself you did it right. and a lot of times what happens as we grow and wealth and stature and influence we forget mm. and we flip that and we start to assume that it's because of our efforts that we are where we are and when we say thank god it's really just kind of a formality mm -hmm. but it's not heartfelt and it's not we ain't giving god no thanks mm -hmm. you know, we ain't really, really appreciative to god for where we are it's just like eh, whatever i guess i should say this because it sounds politically correct in the circles in which i run right but really believing that really feeling that really inhabiting that statement a lot of times when you when you're wealthy you can shift yeah and but you got examples of people that didn't and yeah. you realize that you can still have god in the front knowing that without him we can do nothing true man so it sounds like that humility that gratitude that the charitable all these things are what helps us maintain our riches, conduct ourselves in a godly manner while we are being stewards of this money and wealth that God has given us. Absolutely. That's the right attitude to be in and to walk in as a wealthy person, a wealthy believer in Christ. Yep. I'm so excited because it tells you that it's possible. It yes. can be done. Yeah. But I'm, I'm also excited because I'm all stuttering. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> because of the fact that I realize, like, I don't need that in yeah. order for me to be rich. I don't mm -hmm. need that in order for me to, to be wealthy. Mm -hmm. I don't need millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. I don't need multiple assets all over the place. I can be rich right where I sit. Yeah. With zero, mm -hmm. I can still be rich. Yeah. I can still be wealthy. Mm -hmm. And like I say, the Bible talks about all kinds of scriptures in the New Testament about what is truly the riches mm -hmm. of God and what is the riches of his kingdom. And mm -hmm. it, it definitely is not monetary, nope. material mm -mm. stuff. Not at all. Wow, that's what we choose to focus on because it's easy to see. Yeah. Like I say, it's easy for me to measure, you know, this stuff. Mm -hmm. I can measure if I'm doing well by looking at my bank account. I can measure, mm -hmm. you know, if I have success by looking at the size of the home I live in or type of vehicle I it's easy. 
Mm-hmm. But when you start talking about the riches of God, it's like I can't really measure, you know, my character always. Mm-hmm. It takes certain situations and circumstances. It takes uh, suffering sometimes. It takes yeah. going through sometimes. It mm-hmm. takes hardship sometimes to really see the wealth is the wealth and the abundance of riches that God has placed in us mm-hmm. to be able to endure this life and not only endure, but also to excel, right. you know, at this life. Yeah. And more importantly, excel at pleasing God in this life. That's that's most important. That's the most valuable thing. Yeah. And sometimes we can get, like I said, to the left with it. We mm-hmm. get so focused on the money making. Yeah. And you forget, like, that ain't even that serious. No. Especially not with God. He's like, with food and raiment, be content. Right. That, that's stuff the Gentiles think about. It's like, but you seek the kingdom of heaven first. Right. And that stuff will be added. So that should not be the most important thing to you when living for God. Yeah, he's always saying the earth is a law. I said the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. And the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. just. <laughs> <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> Hear it all, yeah. All. Yeah. But at the end of the day, who cares? Yeah, you lay up, lay not up for yourself treasures on earth. Yep. But up in heaven, yeah. where moth and dust don't corrupt. I'm chopping it up but yeah but it's like that's what's important to god that's what he trying to keep trying to get us to get that mm-hmm. mindset like it's nice to have it on earth this is how you do it when you have it on earth but most importantly don't lose your soul absolutely because again we can quickly exchange mm-hmm. and, and before you know it you, mm. you you're out the word of god is choked Yep. And um, you're no longer fruitful. And eventually, because you do have access to so many things, mm. say you will pierce yourself through. So it sounds like then people will start looking upon you as, oh, I want to be like that. Like, no, no, no. Yep. Put your eyes on God. You know, they want to. True. Uh, They'll replace be God with you. Yeah. And sometimes people love to have it so. Mm-hmm. Because, again, you got that authority. You have that power. You have the influence. You can make stuff happen at the snap of your finger. Mm-hmm. You can make people move when you say move, how you say move. Nobody questions you anymore. That's in and out of church. Oh, yeah. We ain't talking just corporate world. We talking about church oh, world, yeah. too. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's why people want it, because they see what it provides. Yeah. Like that one about being careful not to use godliness as a mean of financial gain. Yeah. Like that's the one I used to always kind of mess up. But, yeah, First uh, Timothy 6. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. We messed up quite a bit. You know, you learn and you increase in knowledge and then you just yeah, learn and do better. It was talking about those false teachers and preachers. Yeah. That like uh, disputing and arguing just for the sake of arguing. Mm-hmm. But said these people always cause trouble. This is the NLT version of First Timothy 6 and 5. Their minds are corrupt and they have turned their backs to the, on the truth. That's the crazy part. Mm. To them, a show of godliness ju- is just a way to become wealthy. Mm. And it kind of falls into the, the rich young ruler category. Yeah. You're doing, and you can follow the general yeah. tenets and principles mm-hmm. and potentially become wealthy, you know, but in their case, they were using godliness. They were using you know, this form of godliness as a means to to grow and to get rich and to increase. And you but see that a lot. on the natural. Yes. But not spiritual. Jesus no. was tempting that rich young He was testing his heart. Absolutely. But he failed that test miserably. Absolutely. So it's the same way. Like that's not where your treasure should be. Let me yeah. show you where you at. You oh, you think you you good to go? He's like, I kept all the, like, the commandments from my youth up. Like, what am I lacking? Like, you want to? You really want to know? You really okay? Go and sell what you have and give it to the poor. Uh, um, 
that was a struggle so much to the point where he walked away sad, like, oh, well. Yeah, he's like, let's stick a pin in that. We'll get yeah, we'll back, get back to, to you on that one. But understanding that, and he didn't have the hindsight either. He didn't no. understand that what he was, what he gave up, he would have re- re- got returned. Even yeah. The Bible says in this life. Mm-hmm. So, so you can get it back again. in this life. And also in life to come, you have eternal life. Mm-hmm. And we have the hindsight. We still struggle. Why? Because it's not happening fast enough? Absolutely because it's not happening fast enough. Or maybe it's not going to be on the level to which you think it will be. Absolutely because it's not going to be. Because <laughs> some people think everybody's going to be millionaires, but everybody everybody's gonna not going to Especially if you haven't, like we talked about in the other episode, did all the work to, to even become to get rich or become rich, for that matter, yeah. How are you gonna maintain it if you don't even have the wherewithal to get it? Severability. Okay, thank you. I knew you had the word for me. Yeah, I'm gonna end on this because when you even look at the the talents that were given, one parable talks about everybody got one talent, mm-hmm. and then different ones just threw them away. One buried it, of course we know, and then other ones put it into the market. One was able to multiply by five. One four. One two. Then talk about the other one where they were given different numbers of talents, but each one that had more than one talent, they were able to go into the marketplace and double. That's several ability. Mm-hmm. And everybody oh, does not that, have yeah, that's right. sev- the same several ability. So gotcha. everybody will not make the same. Everybody will not be millionaires. Does that make you less than? No. Does it make you some kind of, uh, what, uh, what's, what's the word I want to use? Not as uh, blessed? No. It's according to your several. You could be rich, right where you are, because again, riches is having an abundance. Right, and I know yeah. people that make thirty thousand and got more abundance than folks that make a hundred thousand. True, that's so true. And that's the part we tend to forget. My several ability may only give me thirty, forty thousand dollars a year in the marketplace, but that doesn't mean I can't be rich. Yeah, if yeah. I apply biblical principles, mm-hmm. I have more than enough. Mm-hmm. And God said it, it's just you sufficient yeah. that's what you should be content with yeah and reason why the person that make more than you is not wealthy is because they're never content true it's true. really just that that's simple it. and as that's we it. walk through this and we're coming to a close round two finished mm. wow okay so <laughs> so many things to to unpack so many things to talk about hopefully you got something that was helpful, that was beneficial, and that can cause you to have a more enriched perspective mm-hmm. on how to gain it, how to um, hold it, and how to view it in general. Mm-hmm. Riches, that is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, thank you. Well, that's our time. Thank you so much for listening. We hope this episode has further enriched your perspective. Until next time, I'm Mike. And I'm Talisha. God, God bless. bless.